Hey, this is Tom Gray. Welcome to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. And this is the episode for release date July 25th, 2023. Today is the second part of my two-part interview with Dennis Gomez. And so if you didn't hear the first part, go back and pick up last week's episode. Uh, if you did, I, I, I would anticipate that you were anticipating the release of this episode. So what, what an amazing man, a true revolutionary and someone I am very privileged to call a friend and someone I look up to and want to be like. And so I'm thankful for Dennis. So sit back and enjoy part two of this interview. So this giving back, it's something, and when we're talking about it, you said that really your wife was a genesis for you she was a motivator or whatever she showed you uh what it could look like it was kind of on her how did she influence you basically in this direction and how did the two of you together kind of continue to encourage each other to to invest in others this way well as as i told you mentioned to you earlier uh, she was involved with a program called casa which is a court appointed special assistant uh in lake county illinois where she volunteered her time to work with girls that had to appear appear before the court. And most of these young ladies were given some type of probation, but mm-hmm. they had to have some type of, uh, besides a probation officer, somebody helping them uh-huh. with with crisis situations. Mm-hmm. And she got involved in that through a friend. And uh, I just, I, I sort of admired her because she was, well, in fact, I love her, but I, I also <laughs> admire her because she was willing to give up her time to do this for girls that obviously she didn't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, she enjoyed doing that. Uh, So I said, well, maybe it's about time for me to get off my butt and do something. (laughs) And that's how I got involved with the uh, starting, uh, helping to start the Boys and Girls Club of Lake County, but uh, Lake County, Illinois. But it's been been great. And, you know, one of the things that I got to talk about just a little bit is in 2005, uh, I took a trip with another friend of mine, Ben Tarver, and his wife and my wife. We went to uh, Africa, Mm -hmm. and we were there for 21 days. And the last part of our visit was to a mission out in in Zambia. And uh, when we went to the mission, one of the things that we noticed was, you know, how poor these people were and what could we do to give back there. Uh, We went to a refugees camp uh, that was in uh, Zambia, uh, but it was Angolans that Hmm. were there. And they had been there since the Angola War, which was way back. And they were afraid to go back to Angola because if they went back, they might not be able to come back to Zambia. These people, you know, when we went in, they treated us like we were kings and queens. And they had very little to offer us, but we didn't want anything. Right. In fact, when we left, uh, they pulled us aside and uh, the priest, uh, his name was Father Sylvester, he asked, uh, would we mind donating some money for some benches or something like that? Because we went into this brick hut that was hot as, the, <laughs> it was hot and we're sweating. But they served, they had mass there. And, you know, normal Catholic mass might be an hour. This one was two and a half hours inside a <laughs> city. It was, uh, it, and they spoke French because uh-huh. Angola 
that's what they speak there. But uh, these, they wanted to share their meals with us. Wow. And uh, Ben and I, we left some money there, uh, not only for the benches, but to buy Bibles in French because wow. the ones that they had were in English. Wasn't much help. Wasn't help. I can't read it. My goodness. Wasn't much help. But uh, you, you saw what little people have yeah. and what they were willing to share. And we have so much, we could do a lot more. Wow. So that was obviously a very uh, formative experience. Absolutely. You were stretched, your perspective grew, and your faith grew, it sounds yeah, like. Absolutely. Too. Uh, wow. Okay. Absolutely. Well, tell me, all right, so you and your wife, Henrietta, you've been married 52 years. Yes. That's that's revolutionary in our world today, unfortunately, but we need more of that. I mean, give us some... Um, I don't know, some guidance, some advice, some foundational principles that have helped the two of you uh, have the marriage that you have. Well, one that above anything else is God. Mm-hmm. You got to have faith. You got to have religion. It, it, you just you just have to have that mm-hmm. in order to, uh, if you don't have God in your life, you're really, you're really missing something. And uh, I think that's foremost. We, We've learned very hard that you got to work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have an argument, you don't go to bed mad. Mm-hmm. You talk it out, see what's what what's going on. Uh, in the beginning, when you don't have much, the only thing you ever argue, and I think I mentioned this earlier, was, "Hey, can I buy a beer, or do I have to buy Pampers or diapers?" <laughs> That's right. But uh, no, uh, it, it's it's been great. She's a, a great woman. She's she's put up with me. Uh, we've grown together spiritually and that, uh, that makes, that makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, and you've got three adult children who are by any, any measuring stick, very successful, you know, citizens and adults, whatever, however you want to kind of evaluate or analyze, give us some parenting guidance and, and foundational well, I think you, I think you have to uh, you have to parent by by example. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they see you go to work. They see you go to church. They see how your relationship is with with each other. Right. Those things are extremely important, and uh, nobody's perfect, and uh, you can't expect perfection. Uh, but uh, in raising the kids, we uh, we wanted them to be to have more than than we do wow just like most most parents they want to be able to provide and and give and give to their kids and we knew that it had to be through the church it had to be through education and experiencing one of uh, one of the big things we learned is they also they also learned that they have to give back to the community Mm. so they were always involved in something where there was a uh, they where where they had to give back, mm-hmm. do something in the community. Uh, one of the things one of my sons scared me one time because uh, he was I think it was in St. Louis and he was working with the, the homeless people mm. uh, and he went and he was there but he spent the night and I, I said why'd you do that <laughs> I said why did you go back to go back to campus. They said, "Well, I just felt like I was there, and I wanted to be. Wow. I wanted to be with them." I said, "Please don't do that again." <laughs> <laughs> he took your example. He and took it one step too far. Yeah. <laughs> Further than you thought he should. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But it's uh, it's 
they, they I, I am very proud of my kids yeah. and uh, uh they they've done they've done excellent now they're raising their own and i hope they uh i hope they're as lucky as i am oh man well they're blessed to have you as their dad there's no doubt about it any any as both in the whole process marriage fatherhood now you've got grandchildren you're influencing these young men you're influencing others that you're you're uh, investing in as you kind of look at the needs of people or the needs of our culture and community i mean what what's a burden on your heart what's one one thing out there you wish you could speak to or help you know redirect maybe in our, in our world these days well i'd like to see more people more men especially get involved yeah. uh, in what's going on in their communities mm-hmm. whether it's through the church or through some social organizations, uh, I think that they need. We need to step up, and we need to be more involved in things that are going on in the world. Uh, you know, it says, "Love thy neighbor," right. and I don't think there's enough "love thy neighbor" going on. It's amazing how just something that uh, simple but profound would would change so many other things. But I know it's hard to do. Yeah, I, right. I, I know it's not easy. Yeah. And so we keep pressing on. Yes, we do. Yes, sir. Any kind of last things that you'd love to share while, while you, you got the opportunity in this format? The only, the only other thing I'd like to share is I'd like to thank you for this time. Uh, I'd also like to uh, thank you for the leading of our, our Bible study. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, extremely important. I was invited to that Bible study uh, quite a few years ago by Mickey Blackwell. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoy what you're doing with the, with the outreach of this stuff matters. Uh, one thing I do have to mention though is that at the end of last year, it was the last year of my time with the hundred black men, uh, and it it just be, it's time to hand it off to a lot younger people than I am. So uh, they're they're doing great. But I was a member of the organization for. 12 years so uh, it was it was it was i felt it was time yeah uh, they didn't feel it was time but i did <laughs> well, good, good well there's some wisdom in that too is you've been raising up the next generation yeah. and it's time to hand it it's off great. and let them do it it's great that's so great well i appreciate it very much any uh any any uh just on a more light note any any golf tips for all the aspiring uh <laughs> what's you your best golf you experience you don't, golf want, you don't want any tips from me that's for sure <laughs> I, i'm looking for tips when i go out uh, i just go out for the camaraderie yeah uh and most of the time i walk uh, yeah. i think saturday when i went out we walked we walked nine and then we rode the last okay. night it was just too hot yeah i want to get that exercise in. yeah what's your favorite uh golf memory or golf experience oh I guess uh, I w- there was a group that uh, that we played with once a year. We'd get together, and there was about 20, 20 of us. And uh, this was when I was still working at Allstate, and we used we originally started going to uh, South Carolina, but we stopped because of the flag issue. But then they finally took the flag down, so we stopped. So we started going back there. <laughs> but we uh, used to, but we went to Arizona. Okay. As the group got together, uh, and this was 20 or so black men that, that went and uh, all over from all over the country, and we meet for dinner 
at least one or two nights a week together. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were, we always made sure we said a prayer mm -hmm. and uh, folks would hear us in the restaurant and they'd always come over and want to say something, ask wow. who we were, what were we doing? Yeah. And it was important that you, that that fellowship, yeah. uh, that you're not embarrassed to say a prayer mm. when you're getting ready to eat a meal. I love it. And you share it. You know, it's like the whole church. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Well, this has been highly valuable, and I appreciate you just taking a little time to share some of your experience and perspective and wisdom with me and with all of us here. Well, I thank you for giving me this yep. time. All right. Thank you so much, Dennis. Yeah, I appreciate Bless it. Buddy. All right. Thank you. Okay, I am so thankful that Dennis took the time to let me interview him for This Stuff Matters, the podcast, and what a great man, and um, you know, isn't it amazing how uh, high-impact players aren't always uh, the ones that get their names in the headlines uh, around the world, but uh, they're more often than not the, the behind-the-scenes and the, the humble kind of guys, as you, I'm sure, saw in Dennis, heard in Dennis, so... Thanks for joining us. If you could and would download uh, any of these episodes as you listen to them and share them, and that would be great. Check out the uh, way to contact me in our show notes. And until next week, this is Tom Gray, and this stuff matters.